Little gratitude alarms. Yeah, it's like, please, say your affirmation. Say your affirmation say right your now, affirmation. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I had a girlfriend, too, who would do that in the morning, just sing affirmations. And I'm like, good for you. How come your day still sucks at the end of the day? <laughs> I know. You know, when Cass and I uh, lived at, uh, down in the city, we you know, we had a while where we would do, like, a morning ritual before we did anything. Like, we would go down to the river say some prayers and set an intention those were probably better days i would assume they were great days it was yeah definitely makes a difference no any day you have more intention for sure and you start your day off with like let's say you had a gratitude checklist rather than a fucking just get up and go on your phone you're gonna have a better day or at least a more conscious day yeah i was flipping out yesterday and i'm like oh it's because i'm not doing any of the things i need to do to get into the day Mm. which is uh, meditate, fucking exercise. There's so many things. Like, I need to drink a certain There's amount a of water. There's a little bit of a checklist before I even want to present to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I uh, presented way too early yesterday and almost today. Today, I woke up to the dog barking, and I was like, no one's going to walk this fucking dog. Like, it just <laughs> killed me. I was just so annoyed. So got up, walked the dog, and I was like, I'm going to be in a bad mood the rest of the day unless I go running right now. And that helped. That, nice. helped. that always helps a lot because you're just – I just – I just slay the beast mm-hmm. that just wants to be a little fucking bitch. Yep. So I just I just slay him. And he doesn't have enough energy to subsist. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to bed being like, I hope tomorrow is chill. And then the first <laughs> thing I have is Sean screaming at me about the fucking dog. <laughs> I'm like, no one can walk this fucking thing. Uh, your parents were both out. They were running errands and taking care of stuff. No, you know? I know. I know. I was just I was just very upset. That's all. Oh no, we talked about this yesterday. When you wake up and you have duties that you have to do, that's separate from your routine yeah and you're like i hate this but who wants to be so precious about their routine that if they don't do their routine they're going to be in a bad mood like what kind of trap is that you know what i mean i feel like it's it's a trap to say i need 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 all these things in order for me to be pleasant i'm like why don't you just have to be pleasant because you know your day is going to be better if you're pleasant you know is it worth getting angry about it just like anger leads to more anger yeah well like i said Let's go live with your mom for a year. Yeah, I know. And then tell me you don't need to exercise before <laughs> you face her. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. No, yeah. you're living at your parents' house, which is no matter how great your parents are, no matter what, it's still, it's triggering because it's like, it's just, uh, it's like a clash. When I went back home for a little bit during COVID, it's like, I love my parents. They let me do whatever I want. They're awesome. But it's like, I still couldn't do everything I wanted. And that's yeah. like. I don't know. Part of being human is having that like freedom part. So you start to feel constrained. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's also great. It's just being under that watchful eye. Like you guys saw it yesterday. I mean, we didn't acknowledge it, but like my dad comes down here and he's just like pure anxiety Mm -hmm. flowing out of him. And he's just being anxious about everything in his life and my sister's life and my mom's life. And then he's, then he turns it to us and he's like, well, do you guys have anything going on? Anything coming in? Any, anything going on? I mean, what's, and I'm like, Dad, I, I don't know. I I released a movie at the end of last year. Yeah. I shot a pilot at the beginning of this year, and I've been working on a feature film ever since. Like, what else could I be doing? Yeah. Like, w- w- what else? What What is, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think he anxiety just, for anxiety's sake. He wants a distraction for himself to be like, oh, what do you got going on? Because yeah. I can't handle what's yeah. going well, on Well, here. what he wants me is for me to fill in the blanks with like, yeah, we're fucked too. You know, like, uh, that's what he wants. Uh, well, know? he responded i didn't even catch this but he responded very dramatically when he found out we had hit some like that we had had a little car issue what happened no just kidding. <laughs> do you want me to tell you what happened <laughs> no. it should come from sean no basically we were on our way home from uh from west virginia, virginia. From, on the latest uh trip for wild magic and it was the middle of the night and we were like 45 minutes from our hotel and uh 
Cass was in the middle of a three-lane road, and no one else was on the road. And we just see this black thing in the middle, like just a big black thing in the middle, and it was a bear. There was a fucking bear, like, balled up in the middle of the road. I think it had already been hit and killed. But huge, just fucking huge. And uh, Cass just went over it, you know? (laughs) I just want to say, I don't know if Joey will say this in front of you, but... I don't think, you know what? I just, can I say one thing? Yeah. As I was going to sleep last night, I was like, Cass made the right choice. That was the only thing to do in that situation. My body got anxiety thinking about you jerking the wheel. Oh, well, is that what you're about to say that yesterday? I was like, yeah, it's always better. Because when you jerk a wheel, no matter what. I just pictured our car. Exactly. As I was going to sleep last night, I pictured exactly. our car like up on two wheels going back and no, forth. And no. I was like, I, I freaked out at the time, but Cass made the right choice. Yeah. If you, you sp- again, it's like, it's actually, there might even be like something online about this, but it's like safer and if it, uh, it depends again if the bear was upright you might want to swerve it yeah, yeah but if it's yeah. laying down you're like it might be better i get to go over this thing. it was right on the cusp and and i think she made the right choice so we go over the bear and it just tore off a plate on the bottom of our car and so the thing was just like <laughs> flapping in the wind i was like do you guys hear that you're like no and i was like are you sure <laughs> i have to actively ignore this right now to not explode and uh yeah well i appreciate that sean because i know it's been something that's been upsetting for you and to you but I appreciate some acknowledgement that I'm not just like make bad decisions. And no, no, no. I well, first of all, everyone makes bad decisions. Yeah. I've I've made tons of bad decisions while I'm driving. Luckily, none of them have led to anything. But no, yeah, same, literally same. that moment got replayed in my head last night, and I wanted to wake you up because like my body was like scared thinking about you jerking the wheel. Yeah. Or thinking about you jerking the wheel in the future when your instinct might not tell you to. Yeah, because There's no you've edict. told me I can't go over something, you know, and it's like I literally, because it was dark and it's a dark thing on the road and I was going 70 on cruise control, which was my mistake. No, and like, it's not I'm, a mistake. I mean. Well, I'm just saying I, I had seen a sign that was like, watch out for wildlife. Yeah. And I was watching out for it, but I just wasn't expecting like a giant black, black bear in the middle of a black what road at hell? night. So I didn't notice it until I feel like it was 15 feet in front of us. Yeah. And I just made the decision. I was like, I'm going over this thing. I would have been, if it had been fatal, luckily it's not, um, I, I would have been, uh, Completely dead asleep and then dead within the next moment. That I would have been, been like, nice, asleep. easy out. Yeah, and then I heard you guys go like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh. And then I didn't have enough time to react, but, like, that's when you would have died. You'd be like, oh, shit. Oh. What? Yeah. I swear I saw the bear lift its head, potentially. Don't and come on. Well, and it makes me upset because, obviously, I don't want to kill a bear. I don't want to kill anything, but. The bear was obviously very hurt and not making a comeback, and I'm guessing it... it I may have lit, gave it its death blow, which I think is good because yeah. you want, if you're suffering, you want to. It's like Dave, the show yeah, Dave. when they ran over yeah, that the, bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to. And then, and then it cuts to him like frapping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That really uh, fucked me up a little bit yeah. because, like, I don't know. Well, you already have. I, I PTSD, have PTSD. Yeah, I, I, I hate. The, I, I wish yeah. there was a better word for it because, like, when you say PTSD, it's people are like, "Oh, you were in the military." No, or something. not it's like, PTSD. I've just watched my sister go through plate glass windows and yeah. tables and yeah. off ledges and over balconies, yeah. and like, I've just literally bared with any loud sound scares the, the fucking fuck shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, you've also been in really bad car accidents. Yeah, where I was a passenger. You know, and like, and the type of car accident where like your driving triggers me sometimes because I feel like I can't say like, can we just chill a little bit? Because that was the situation I was in when I was a young boy and my aunt and uncle got in a car accident. Like they were driving crazy. They were drunk. 
And there was nothing I could say. I was like 12 or 13 years old. You're just like, uh. And then we slammed 60 miles an hour into the back of a car with zero braking at all. Slammed it to the back of a car. Whoa. Yeah. That was completely stopped. And it was just like, I mean, I can remember that sound and smell. Oh, no. That fucking, I mean. They were reaching around for a Southern Comfort bottle that was like between. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. They were were drunk and they were reaching around for a Southern Comfort bottle. And we just had a devastating crazy ass car accident like i could still smell it it was so crazy so I, i'm a, i'm a, like a m- much more nervous passenger than driver yeah way more like as a oh, driver no. i know what same, i'm doing same no, i'm passenger because i think i just have no control and i'm like i want to control the situation but like when you guys are driving i'm actually not that worried like there's certain people in my life that yeah like i won't get in the car if i'm nervous with somebody driving like right. i learned that probably eight years ago when my friend he was like, he must have been on pills and not even told us at that time because there was like a period of time he was on pills or whatever. But we were just getting high, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I had to be like, he's talking to my friend. Like, he'll be talking to him while he's talking and keep his eye off the phone for about three seconds oh, or off the oh, road and start talking oh. until the point where I'm like, yo, Connor, eyes on the road. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 starts going, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yo, Connor, Connor, Connor. I like yeah, scream. Yeah. He had to screech his brakes. We we skid around the car. Like, he by just a second. And I'm like, I will never get in the car with yeah. you again. And yeah. I never did. No, and, and I appreciate you because I see that you're a nervous passenger, yeah. too, probably yeah. because of that. And, like, cause you'll give me, like, little heads up. Like, yeah. hey, they're stopping or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I know, but I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cass can get a little defensive about yeah. that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just need to hear myself say this so we both know. Well, so. just so you know, they say in a good, uh, like, in a car, the healthy situation is drivers driving, obviously, in control. Passengers actually the second pass. Like, the second pass of, like, filter. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to keep your eyes on the road as a second yeah. passenger. That's why they call yeah, it That's shocking. why we always – I always – I'm always looking at the road when I'm a passenger. Yeah, and too, I, I And I've stopped Sean, and I've been like, whoa, Sean, like, shit. You know, it's not like I don't do that for you. Where I get frustrated with you is you'll have your – you'll be looking at your phone – and I'll have my foot on the brake, and you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, you just got scared because you weren't paying attention. You know yeah. what I mean? But other than that, I, that I, does happen. I always appreciate that you speak up, and I would I would rather have a second set of eyes and someone telling me, and yeah, I am defensive, but it doesn't mean I don't I think, appreciate you know the second whatever. I was going to say, I think you're kind of like me too, where it's like sometimes we will just start wandering a little bit and driving such second nature that you're like, you're like, oh shit! You're, uh, you or I will be going five miles over the speed limit without even realizing it. And it's not like you're doing anything crazy dangerous, but it's just no. that little thing that adds to it. And then Sean's like, oh wait, what are you doing? Let's slow down. And it's like, you don't yeah, need yeah. to slow down, but it probably would be a little safer if we slowed down. You know? Yeah, and, and I do. Sorry, I'm not trying to point you out. I do the same no, thing. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like I want to be so safer. I do want you guys to feel safe. And I am a defensive person. So as much as yeah. I have to then deal with Sean being in, like attacking or whatever it is, like uh, he's going to have to deal with me being defensive. And it's just like kind of our dynamic mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But are you sorry for giving me such a hard time now? Of course. Okay, thank you. I think I talked to you about that last night before we went to bed. Okay. But specifically that decision. Yeah. I, I went over in my head with a clear conscience. And I was like, Cass did the right thing. Thank fucking God. I said it la- yesterday when we were out at the car. I was like, you know, I think honestly it's probably better that you didn't try to jerk around this. Yeah. Thing. And, and if you would have seen it, yeah. you would say the same. You would, yeah. you would say the same thing. Yeah. Like th- it, it happened so fast and it was like 
I don't know. We just don't have a Cass and I. When she's driving, we don't have a good record of going over the mysterious thing in the road. Yeah, I we have. Don't. I have ripped the bottom of our car and like led to like an oil leak. Before. Oh, yeah, we oh. yeah we've had oh. this kind of come up before, and you and know. you do get a little nervous over the potholes. So like you're like so focused on it that you end up hitting it. You're I, like, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Me? I feel like yeah, a little babe. bit. Come like, on. Well, I just feel like you're a little, you're so focused on it because you're like, I don't want to upset Sean. Yeah, I don't want to hit it. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to do this. And then you, you let end me up, split the difference. Yeah, and then you end up hitting it a little bit <laughs> yeah. rather than just put it in the center of your car. That's yeah. like the best place to do it is put it like right over everything. Hey, it Sorry, happens. I'm not. It's fine. I'm not a good It happens. Yeah, we all. You're a great driver for the record, by the yeah. way. Yeah. By the way, mate. Yeah, literally. You, you actually are. You drove like, you guys both drove collectively like fucking 15,000 miles with me. Like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. feel, you know. And you're a good driver. I don't know. How, we don't get you in the mix that often. I just don't want to be responsible for the black bear, you know. So, yeah. I don't want you to. Like, I'm like, I didn't even want to drive yesterday, but I was like, Joey, if anyone's going to catch Sean's wrath, it should be me. Yeah. You know what I but mean? But I feel like if it happened to me, Sean, no. I don't think he would be as explosive. He'd be, like, upset, but he's not going to be, be like, like, bro. Like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not letting Joey drive anymore. Yeah, exactly. But with Cass, it's like, I, I'm like, this is my life. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like we should take a lesson away from this. That's what it is for me. That's yeah. why I become a little bitch. I'm like, yeah. can we take a lesson away from yeah. this? I'm like outside the car, like pointing at Cass. I'm like, the car is six inches off the ground. Yeah. What do you think we could go over? <laughs> I think you think we're in an SUV. Like, what are what is it you're thinking when you drive over this shit? I, I secretly... And I'm showing her. I'm like, look how narrow the car is and look how high it is off the ground. It's like any sedan out there. This is not an SUV. Please don't drive for over For the record, shit. it was $0 worth of damage, though. They fixed it for us. I know. We had very generous souls yeah. come through for us. Aussie Chris or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Aussie Chris. I, I think, uh, yeah. Whatever that was, it was meant to happen. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, whatever, whatever, more danger that that helped us avoid by slowing us down a little bit yeah. or distracting yep. us or keeping us a little bit in a different frame of mind. Yep. Like whatever it did, it's setting us up for the next thing. It achieved. Yeah, that, that's the only. That's the only way I think I can make this movie. Yeah, is just be like whatever. Yep. Yeah. Whatever that was, it is, and it's, it's all. It's like good. when we're filming with. Mikey and stuff. I'm like, what yeah. is this exactly? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm liking filming it. I'm like, this is I, fun. I, I I love filming with Mikey. He was uh, he was a guest on our last podcast. We met him in Asheville. New friend. Yeah, and, I love uh, it. Yeah, we were just fucking around, like not even like trying to have him in the movie, and then yeah. and then we just rolled up to him with the with the thing uh, already recording. Yeah. And just seeing what people do in that situation is so fucking funny, and and especially him. He's yeah. just He's the man. He just he he, he really is. I he just puts him. it into that gear where I don't know. It just rem he reminds me of like dudes I knew in high school. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That I'd spend hours and hours and hours and hours with. Like yeah. they'd just be part of the friend group and they yeah. just, like they were the ones doing the crazy shit. And I'm like, I love Mikey. He's if it felt yeah. like we'd known him forever yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and even like I could tell. But like when Cass was on the phone with him, I was saying, yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, listen to Cass's tone of voice with totally. him. It sounds like she's known him for ten years. Totally. She's like, no, we can't do that. Like, we'll stop. Come later. on, Mikey. We'll yeah, yeah, whatever. Figure it out. Come, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you know, like I'm like. That's how you know he's a yeah, homie. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> if Cass doesn't try to put on the nice producer voice no, the first couple like, times, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's just a real motherfucker, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, and he yeah. just like it's a very it's like a big relief when you can talk to someone like that, you know. It's a big relief when you find someone like that. Yeah. And speaking of intention, it was our intention before we went out on this trip. No, oh, yeah, we're, we're we like we need some more boys, man. Like, uh, like we were trying to name our like top G's. Yeah. Top G's we like, is good to have a small amount of people, by the it, way. It is. Boys, it is. 
that's good. To have but yeah, we were, we were like, man, we don't even have a, like as many to choose from as we thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, people move. They have other lives. Yeah. Sweep them up, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like once they move, it's like they're still a top G, but it's like I don't see them anymore. Like it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I've, I, I'm f- further along in that than you are. Yeah. So when I go to name my, chop, my top Gs, I'm like, damn, I haven't talked to some of these guys in a while. Yeah. You know? I call my friends all the time, so that's good. Yeah, you're really good about that. I do that. talk to them all the time, but it's still like I miss living. I haven't lived around Seabass or Ethan or Cody in forever. Like, you know. Yeah. Forever, forever, ever. Like, Ethan probably posted, nah, whatever, eight, nine years since I graduated, whatever, seven, eight years. But I go and visit him and stuff, but... But that's why they're a top G, is because when you get around them, it's like, it's almost like zero change. days yeah, went by exactly. in between. You just pick right up where exactly. you left off with. And the crazy thing is, I was, like, racking my brain to name, like, okay, my life's top Gs, and they're all actually Js. Yeah, yeah, which is so Jesse, funny. Joe, Joey, uh-huh. Julie, Jack... <laughs> and if I wanted to name another one, like who else is really like part of my, it, it would be like Johnny, Johnny yeah, Fritz. Yeah. Did he put yeah. Joe in there? Joe, Joey, okay. Jesse, Jack, Julie, and some Jack, Johnny, Jack Dunn. And Jack Dunn, my Jack dad. Dunn. <laughs> a lot of J's. Yeah, there. I mean, it's it's really weird. And yeah, like with uh, Cass and I have, you know, we've dated a bunch of girls together. Mm-hmm. They all have similar names. Mare, Mara. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, you're right. They all have M names, and it's all M A. Yeah. There's been some other. Carrie was not. Carrie was. Carrie's Carrie. the big exception. Yeah. But, you know, Mallory started it all Mallory. off. Mallory. Yeah. M's. M's and J's. You got to be careful of MJ's. Michael Jordan, baby. Michael Jordan, baby. <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson. I'm the Magic Johnson of the game. <laughs> Much jerking. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to do this. As Fuck a, it. You guys killed me last night. I feel like you were herving me oh, out. Oh, that was so fun. Damn, we Cass, you out I at forgot all. about that. I feel like I was like, they fucking herb me out. They're no. like, this is boys fucking playing a little trick on the weak link in the group no, not, at all. not one bit that's probably what you were in your head about we were i was just like oh i was, having a fun I was like these bo- i was a bitch the other day and these boys are fucking serving it to me now no i don't think so that's not what i was taking from i it. was just noticing uh you know how uh, you know that movie triangle sadness they're like why do you have a triangle of sadness in between your uh, eyes that's yeah. what that's what it is i always like i look at cast and if i see the twin towers of fucking oh, yeah. despair i'm like stop it smoke weed or something why yeah. are you frowning like that you know, so that's that's all it was. It was like, Cass, it's fucking nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. We're yeah. just watching the Mets game. So stoned. Let's just get stoned with us. I know, but you served me a big milky one, and then after oh, it, you yeah. were like, "That's more than we've ever served ourselves ever." I don't know. I think we were fucking around. Yeah, no, I was kidding. That wasn't. That's definitely not the biggest one we served. You might have to put something in there, Joey. I did. I put like two Globertons. All right, I think it just needs to burn. Yeah, it just needs a second. That that's it's preheating. It's like take there it uh, goes. See. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So this is now the retaliation to the puff no, fuck no. Yeah, puff no. That's puff what no. we say. Yeah. Unless Puffco makes the situation right, um, we're not cool. I'm shit talking them. But oh, here. Do you want a little milky dab? Sure, I'll take I'll one of these. I'll just take it off of there. Big thank you and big shout out to Atlanta. Panda banana Atlanta. She was one of the coolest people we met too. Panda yeah, banana holy Atlanta. shit, bro. She was awesome. She hooked it up with this device. <laughs> I'm like, your guys' fans are fucking awesome. And like, way cooler they're than way us. cooler than us. Yeah, I was gonna, I was about to say it's like it's kind of detrimental to call them like a fan. They're just dope. They're, I mean, they're like you that's know, why love. that's why you see us go out of our way to meet them, so yeah. we don't even have to think about exactly. them like that anymore. It's like, <laughs> exactly. oh, it's our friend. Like, damn, how did we not meet this girl until now? But she gave us this. I don't even know what it's called. Look at this thing. Oh, I found out. 
I can find out. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's shout out. This. We'll shout out this product. This product literally, like Cass, I feel like hits dabs with us all the time. Yeah. This one, I, I was scared for you. Yeah. She was in like an hour and a half long weed coma, like where like all her muscles were tight and they were like doing that like was, shaking even though you're not cold. I was processing a lot. <laughs> my, um. <coughs> <sorry>. <coughs> I was going to say, my thing is like, if you get that high, <coughs> you got to, uh, it's funny how when you're that high like not you personally anybody it's like sometimes you just don't say that thing that's on your mind like you probably cure that whole I, like I, I know one time before i left town like the night before i left town i was with my homie jake he lives in my building now my neighbor becca we were out there i was like yo let's smoke some joints i rolled up some joints and it got to the part of the night where we were so high sitting up there for like an hour and a half went through so many laughs and everything and then like just died down to zero like we were just like okay and i was like yep and like in my head i'm like do we end this should we end this hang do we stop do we keep going like yeah what do we keep being there and we like lasted for another 10 minutes and we were laughing and stuff but like it was kind of awkward because you're in that thing of like do we leave now or like i find weed makes goodbyes very awkward for me or everything or everything very awkward <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh it's just funny because then like we just sat there and it, it naturally dispersed or whatever but i could have just been like do you guys you guys want to go to bed are you tired and i think that we were all were tired yeah. we just didn't no one wanted to say it i wish i knew the best the best uh protocol on how to handle that kind of stuff because cass and i have found ourselves in that situation oh. thousands of times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like because mainly our life used to just be hanging out with strangers I, I just went to i would just go to bed i'd just be like <laughs> yeah but, I just then say, you're, but you're leaving me hanging then. well then i just say well then you can go to bed too that's true we just say let yourself out i usually I've i'll done go that to so bed many times. you'll go to bed first or i'll go to bed first and then i'll start to like yeah i remember with uh when we made family trip and uh the guide was on some mdma and they she came over to like hang out with us after the shoot it was like what time was it, it was like it was midnight midnight it was, i was shocked. You, i was so tired and yeah. you guys were all talking and like we're and then she starts going to this like monologue thing she's on molly and she's like yeah. sounding good but i'm just like i can't do this i was like there's no way for me to say i'm going to bed without this being awkward and starting everyone going to bed and then she's alone here on molly so i just like walked out got some water and i was like i'm just gonna go up to bed i just <laughs> like went up to bed yeah then Irish yeah, sleep, that's, I sleep mean, over. That's what I do. And yeah. I, I, I don't judge other people for doing no, it. So no. I assume they don't judge me. But exactly. it's for some reason very noticeable when I do mm -hmm. it. You know, I think without saying Fuck. goodbye is a little different than without. Like when you go to bed, who cares? You're going to see them later. Yeah, I'll see you later. Yeah. Bro. But when hopefully you, we both survive the night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. There's hopefully we'll both survive the night. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. We got very high. I never know if we're going to survive the night down here because it's so cold. It's such it's, a cold It's going to be a cold I don't one, know if someone. I don't know if I'm going to wake up with frostbite on my little niblets. Or <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh. I, I never know um, when a hang is over mm. or, like, how the person should leave. And, like, there's been actually a lot of times where – like, of course, we've always told the stories of, like, people overstaying their welcome. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe this person's still here three days later after they came over. Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like I've overstayed my welcome at people's places and then realized, like, as I'm leaving, like, oh, shit, I should have left an hour ago. No. <laughs> really? I can think of a few situations. Because really? I think that's what that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make people feel as comfortable as possible. And we do that even when we go to someone's place. We're just like, let's settle in. Let's get comfortable. And so when that's the MO, it's kind of hard. Alana, if we overstayed our welcome, yeah, we that's apologize. What I was we really settled. We in. definitely didn't. I think she wanted to hang out like 
all uh, night. I would have hung out. I don't think she wanted to leave and like go out and do shit, but she would have hung out with us. It, all it's night. like us yeah. when people would come yeah. over to our apartment. I'm like, you could stay as long as you want. I'm yeah. having a great time. I'm not going to a second location with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <you know. laughs> That's how people get killed. But yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I get it. You, you know, eighty percent chance of dying if you, they take you to the second location. But we've we've also experienced and done ourselves. What our move more likely is to do is leave way before we should have. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, you guys that's more of our move. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, it's not. Okay, cool. Let's get the fuck out of here. I remember we showed up to, you, me, Mayor, and Cass showed up to Danny, um, what's that little artist kid's name? Danny Cole. Danny Cole. We went to like his, he had like this big warehouse party. Halloween. We were Halloween in Juggalo that, makeup. Oh, that's what it was. And we like went up there. Yeah, we were in Juggalo makeup. We go there and it's just like. 21 year old twinks and twinkettes yeah. and like everybody's just like drunk partying mode which like even when i was 21 i wasn't doing that just another level of yeah. energy just like, just like, 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 like yeah and like i could have easily actually when you get in those scenarios i could have easily just stayed there and been like yo let's get drunk and party or whatever but look i don't like alcohol that much but we got there we left within 15 minutes you guys were like if this that. is not the scene for us and i was like no. yeah i don't know if it's actually i would have ended up staying there all night if i was with my young dumb full of cum bros yeah we would have been that's what i've always appreciated about sean is we like if it ever just doesn't start to feel right we leave like we'll be yeah. at a show we'll be i mean even a show of a band we like and at this at, when we're done with it we're done with it we'll just yeah. leave like we don't have some weird rule like we have to see the last song or whatever no, i like is. that too there's only been a couple times where i'm like we should maybe stay a little longer but like, i know i know rarely. well at, at a show i think we're nowadays, trying to beat traffic the, yeah. the policy is either we're going to be the first people out of here or the, last. the last yeah you know in my morning jacket we were the last people out of there that was awesome that, i loved that i loved that there was yeah. no traffic we no. didn't have to battle any drunk no. people no. and you know, at Dead and Company, Cass went. Cass and I went out there, and we were just like, you know, drums and space came, and we we're like, oh, let's get a better spot, and we couldn't find a better spot. And we're like, let's just get out of here. Yeah. And we rolled, and I looked yep. at the set list, and I'm like, I didn't care about singing those songs anyway. It just yeah. it, it worked out. Whatever. It is what mm-hmm. it is. This is also like I'm 42 years old, you know, so I'm just at a different stage of socializing. Oh yeah. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse in any situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And like once you, as I've gotten older, I found it way more easy to enunciate my needs or like just be okay with like, yeah, that's what I need. I, like when yeah. you're or younger. Or just realize the mo- the best thing you can do for someone else is do what you want to do for yourself. Because totally. if you're putting yourself out in a way that you're feeling like uncomfortable or like not like resentful, like that doesn't help the person you're with. And if yeah. they're a grown ass adult, <laughs> they can understand like, hey, you're tired and you want to leave. Like it's not about me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I have to pee, yo. Oh, okay. Sean, I think you're going to want to edit out what Joey and I did because we just fixed the (laughs) tapestries. You know, I leave here. We have nothing to say to each other. I leave here, and all I I ask is you keep keep the the torch aflame. I know, I'm sorry. For a few brief moments. I just, like, did not like how everything was slipping off, so. (sighs) Slipping and sliding. That's what's happening. Slip sliding away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my baby, I was a little worried about you last night, I must say. I forgot about that until you brought it up on this, how high you got. Yeah. Well, you haven't been like that in so long. Well, we fought a lot yesterday, so I think we, I was just processing some of that. And so you were probably a little insecure because you were like, what's she thinking? I don't know. I would guess. I was just hoping you were okay. I know it wears off. I mean, I was high. Like, what are you worried about? Like, what's your concern? You just kept doing that, like, fake, like... Yeah, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm sorry. We were we got into a fight before. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. And I was very sensitive. Yeah. You know, 
my my day started in like a a whirlwind of like oh we got to get the car fixed and we got to go do this and it just threw me off and I felt sad. I think I've probably felt sad on like fucking seventy five percent of my birthdays. It might be one of my saddest days of the year. Yeah, because it's kind of what do you think? It's just like you start to feel like oh fuck I'm forty two and like what is my life kind of thing. Mm, not even I don't know. It's very hard to speak to, but. Uh, yeah, I, f- I felt I feel sad on some of my birthdays too. Something about the the attention from people that you barely know. I don't know. I hate to say that. Like it sounds like. But, I'm the, a but doesn't that make you feel good? Because when you it does. when no one knows your birthday, then you feel sad. Oh, no one wished me a happy birthday. No one cares. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think, for me, what like I, I just want something deeper. I'm like, if you reached out to like like some of these people, like I look and I'm like, oh, the only time we ever text each other is to say like happy some obligatory happy birthday i'm like oh, i just wish it was a little deeper yeah well you got to bring that you got to bring whatever you I want know. i know to life and the, any sort of the years just fucking they melt into a dream <laughs> they go by faster i'll tell you that and that, that spooks me a little bit like how quickly i went pretty much from 40 to 42 just seems like three months to me that's so yeah like it's crazy that i've known (laughs) you from like 28 (laughs) yeah you've known me since i was joey's age you when you met me i was joey's age that's crazy to me yeah that i've like seen you (laughs) through all that time like and i I don't have a moment where i'm like oh my god you're so different yeah you know but obviously there's no one day where you're like oh your chest hair came in (laughs) you're bald now (laughs) you're jacked Sometimes you know, I'll look it just at happens. I'll look at myself and I'll be like, "Oh wow, you have a beard now!" Like yeah. I never, my facial hair like came so late, like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My first still coming in. Ra- it's still coming <laughs> in. <laughs> but I was like, "Wow, you have facial hair! Like you can actually kind of grow a little something." Oh, don't worry, I'm very well aware that this is missing. But I kind of like it. I think it adds a youthful. Yeah, I had that forever. Yeah, I still kind of have that. Yeah, I'm. I yeah. don't. I'm not rushing for it to fill in. I don't care. It, it will. I'll tell you this. At well, some point, you're going to be like, "I wish this would stop." Yeah, exactly. Because, like, for me, like, I remember seeing dudes that, like, had the beard connected to the oh, chest yeah. hair, and I'm like, I feel bad for you. That's a lot of hair to manage. That's, like, there's no there's no distinction, and yeah. now it's starting to happen to me. Like, yeah. my, my beard line keeps going down, and my chest hair line keeps going up. People are, girls are going to love that. I mean, it, girls are going to love gonna this. Yeah, mine's going to spread, spread, spread. Like, my dad's, I already have, like, a lower back, like, little hair here. Just keep me warm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know how it is. Uh, I was gonna say, you remember there was something that we were talking about earlier. That well, th- this is a, well, it's it, it could start with this question. Okay. Um, w- when did did you do your laundry for yourself as a child, Cass? Like, when did you start doing your own laundry? I did my own laundry off and on, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Eleven. I don't. I, th- I have I think no that's idea. Healthy. I think it's healthy. Yeah. Because I think Cass healthy. is probably one of the more better adjusted people we know. Yeah. yeah. She knows how to take care of herself. Like, in the real world. Totally. Like you can. Yeah. Joey definitely. and I both didn't do our own laundry till your college. Mo- your mom. Yeah. Until yeah. 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 our mom was yeah. gone. See, yeah. my dad would be the one who did the laundry, and then we also had like I had a babysitter who oh, would help yeah. out with laundry uh, and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, that gone. So I'm not saying I like was the most. I don't know if I would do what I I got for a kid. Like I don't think that's necessarily the best thing. But I I was doing laundry. Like it wasn't something I was scared of. I don't of. see why kids aren't doing more shit. Like I mean, yes, they don't need to do more. Like all right, you gotta fucking wake up and blah 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 blah. Like military regimen, but like a responsibilities. More, a little yeah. bit more responsibilities. And I think we're coming to that. Like I think again, back in the day, it's just normal. Like your mom did the laundry, she folds it, blah blah blah. But not for, obviously not for everyone. But well, like my, my best friend. 
was doing his own laundry at like 10, 11 years old. And I thought it was like crazy and oppressive. And like, I thought there was something wrong with their household. And this motherfucker's uh, like an eye doctor with multiple MDs. Like like, this dude turned out to be like the real deal. Like in terms of like a professional who like is actually doing some shit. Yeah. So you think your mom's kind of stunt you by being like, I'll baby you. Yeah. And I I think just the laundry thing is like a little, like it's a big indicator. Probably. It's so funny though, because you're so responsible now you do the laundry in our household. Like, you know, these things I happen. suddenly had to, my family was sucked away person. from me in yeah. one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went from like, oh, there's a meal. Let's just throw your exactly. things in the laundry to like, everyone's gone. Ta- same. And, same. And it's time that you have to step up. And yeah. I was good about that. Yeah. I learned how to cook some stuff and I learned how to do my own laundry. And I don't know. I just, I think it's hard when you like, we should be microdosing responsibilities as you grow up rather yeah. than like. When I was 18, like, yeah, you move out of the house. All of a sudden, like, I'm in college. Yeah, that's even still, like, a somehow derived place. But, like, I got to do my my uh, laundry. Uh, I got to do my homework, but my dog ate it. Uh, <laughs> my, my room is completely dirty. Like, yeah. you have to learn how to clean for yourself. You've got to learn all these things that, again, it's like, if you just microdose those responsibilities every day, like, yeah, it's just crazy. I remember I got to a point, it was probably, like, I, th- I have a picture on it. If you go all the way down on my Instagram, you can see my room freshman year, like all these responsibilities, hours of homework, hours of class and like, like laundry. I took a picture of my room. It was like literally just like clothes everywhere, just Jesus clothes, Christ. towels everywhere. Like it wasn't like disgusting. Like it's not like there's food everywhere, but it was a lot towels. of clothes, a lot of clothes, towels, uh, laundry. It bin. feels like there's just like a moment that happens in life where you're like, I don't want to live like this. Cause I was a slob as a kid. And like, my parents were so <clears throat> worried about me. Like, how are you going to be an adult? And now I'm an adult who makes my bed and doesn't like leave a big mess. And yeah. you know, there's just comes a point where you're just like, I don't want to live like this. No. Comes a time. Comes yeah. A time. Every, everyone's, uh, houses that i went to when i was younger like my friend's houses and stuff it always like because my dad was so ocd like everything's clean you can't bring food to the basement you don't bring it in your room either like you know you eat here you hang out here blah blah blah, you know whatever where i'd go to my friend's houses i'm like first of all you guys have tvs in your room i'm like you guys have but then there's just like i remember my friend emily close's house her house was just like there was just everywhere every corner nook had something in it and like and it stressed me out so much i'm like how do people live like this This yeah yeah. well i i also think that i had the same thing but i feel like it was partly imparted on me by my parents and their level of ocd and like yeah you know they would talk trash about other people's like living situations Uh. and shit and be like i don't know why they don't vacuum like it's disgusting over there so then i would go into people's places and literally have an asthma attack yeah I think because my parents had weaponized all this, like, OCD stuff. Yeah. Because, like, it's bizarre that I'm not allergic to cats and dogs and all this stuff anymore. I don't. There's no house I walk into and have an asthma attack right away. Unless there's, like, a mold issue. Mikey. (coughs) Well, also, (laughs) your your allergies change as you get older. Like, you lose allergies. You can gain allergies as you get older and everything. Like, for me, I used to be, I used to get asthma attacks, even magic, like, just for little dogs. And then as I got older, probably, like, yeah, 19, 18, 19, like, I just stopped having reactions to dogs. The cats still get me. but, But the dogs... God damn it. The dags. But yeah, I was saying about my friend doing laundry. I'm like, it really did impact them because they had everything done for them. Their mom coddled them so much, but their dad was very authoritative. Like, yeah. So it was like two diametrically opposite thing, like forces on them. The archetypes too. That's yeah. how you'd think a family is. Exactly. And it's like, dude, they can't. 
I, they could be the coolest like artists I know. And they were so talented and funny and all these things. And like, but they don't know how to make a decision and they're stuck in such like monotonous life. Like their job sucks. Like my one friend has been going like same job for like eight years and he hates it. He makes like no money. He's like, like, but he has to do it because yeah. you know, whatever school debt and all this stuff. And it's like, like you could do so much cooler stuff right now. Like you can make more money, you can do all this stuff, but they're like scared to trust their instincts because their dad has always like bossed them around in a lot of ways. And then the moms like coddled them. Yeah. I can think of some examples of this. Yeah. And like, like to me, those were the healthiest families. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, the dad, like he's, he's normal and he I just know. works hard. And I like know. the mom is a nice Italian yeah. woman who takes care <laughs> and make you a nice trouble. You know, I knew some, I knew some kids with some like just crazy stereotypical Italian moms <laughs> and they turned out similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Like pe- kind of like, I don't know. It's like through life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I'm like, I guess I'll marry this girl. I, <laughs> I guess I'll do this. I, I guess I'll get this job. I guess I'm going to do this. I guess my y- wife will boss me around. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. But it's just, uh, yeah. It's those like little, like they were never given an opportunity in their life much. Like I, maybe my parents overpowered me a little too, or gave me too much power a little bit too much. Like I say a lot of stuff that like, I, I don't know. I just like, They'd get mad if I said it, but people laugh. So I just keep saying it through my life and like, yeah. I'll keep pushing the boundary. But like some people didn't get to use their voice enough at all. Like they, you know, I think that's probably more what we're talking about. Definitely. Where yeah. you, you don't get to develop your voice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I was so, uh, neglected. I feel like I got to develop my voice a lot. Yeah. Like even in, I could, my whole family could be sitting in a room and nobody was listening to what I'm saying. So I'm just doing dumb sounds and voices <laughs> and, trying out things and it's just like just totally to a dead audience like yeah. nobody was <laughs> my sister caitlin always thought i was hilarious yeah, okay, katie good. always was like on it with me like i see what you're doing yeah that's, that's so funny but like it would piss my dad off my mom wouldn't really pay attention <laughs> piss my sister megan off real oh yeah, yeah. it was like my older sister she yeah pissed at me yeah it's yeah and you know but I, that's kind of how i developed my voice was because like there was just so many people and so much going on it's like i had spaciousness where like people just weren't paying that close attention mm-hmm. to me probably well, the opposite of like what Cass went through you know some people go through sorry i don't mean to i feel like you were were you about to say something i spent a lot of time alone mm-hmm. yeah like a, a lot of like my parents weren't helicopter parents by any means. It's a lot wow. of times I'd be like, you guys, why don't you worry about me? They're so, they're cool. It's because they had you at 37. Yeah. Oh, um, they're like, they're like, it's all good, whatever. She'll, like she'll be it. fine. And, and one child, too. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I could just walk over to my, I live on a, I grew up on a dirt road, live, walk over to my friends, be in the woods for hours. Like, so my nice. parents didn't have a cell phone. They weren't like, where are you guys at? We were just. You were doing your thing. I was just doing my thing. I, it was pretty cool. You were just a 13-year-old girl smoking weed in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> Did you smoke weed at 13? Yeah. How come I didn't know about this? I say this all the time. Like, I started smoking around, like, 12, 13. Because I didn't start smoking. I smoked, uh, but I wasn't, like, a regular smoker from really? 13 on. This is so funny. Did you get high? Uh. I just remember looking in the mirror and being like, my eyes are so red, but like not sure how to identify the feeling. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't feel like till like the next couple of times. And then, you know, I, I almost wish I could get that high again where you're like, wow, 
time's moving so fast i'm having more thoughts yeah. you know yeah. like all and kind of just like making sense of what even is being high you like, know i've just been laughing for an hour and i don't know about what like yeah. is this okay like, yeah. like just man just next level that i was, i man. experienced that for the first time at 24 years old i just had like a summer where i smoked weed like 12 times you're like what the fuck is this yeah dude i was seriously yeah. like whoa what the f-? and the first few times don't hit you know i think it's because like what Cass is saying it's like you don't know what it is you don't know like the identifying factors Mm. and it's usually like like the third fourth time where you're like oh i see what this is doing to me i like this i can play with this feeling that might be what's happening with kava because they say with i still feel like i haven't had a kava high first tolerance with kava yeah where you have to do it more often the more you do it the more sensitive you are to it that's yeah that's crazy yeah which is have you done enough kava to know what it feels like no well, I know that one night we were in Asheville, we drank a bunch of Kratom and Kava, and we were fucking on one. Oh, yeah. We were we were partying, and Cass, Cass and I were up to, like, two in the morning talking, yeah, yeah. you know, just working. It felt like we were on Molly, but I'm like, I had, like, a sip of Kava and, like, a couple sips off a Kratom drink. If you have a full, like, a Kratom drink, some nicotine, some weed, like, the perfect mixture, yeah, you do feel like you're on Molly. You're like... Like you said the other night, you're like, I was okay with just chilling. Like, I was just sitting there chilling. It makes chilling. you, um, not that I'm an advocate for this stuff and, yeah. like, you know, no, tread no, lightly with no. any Very substance addictive. abuse. But there was something about, like, my first time taking more than just, like, three little capsules of Kratom at yeah. once. I drank one of these drinks. I was just, like, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I sat there, like new people were coming up and sitting at our table and introducing themselves and we would talk to them for like two hours, yeah. three hours. That was a good, that was the one where I was That's the, the effect of like, that's to me, like, it's not, I wasn't like buzzing, but I was fine. That's why Kratom bars are so cool. It's like they're, they're very social. Yeah. Very social, very cool. Very like, you can feel free to meet anybody, talk to anybody. Yeah. It was really fun, but you know. I kind of, for a second, you know, the first 10 minutes you're at a Kratom Kava bar, you're like, we should have a Kava bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. like, this oh, is so cool. This is so cool. But then you start paying it a is. little bit closer attention to what's going on. And you're like, oh, there's an underbelly to all yeah. this. Oh, you yeah. can feel it. If you, you can feel if you, it. You could tap into it while you're sitting there. It literally took me 15 minutes to yeah. realize like, all right, that people are going a little hard. There's definitely an addiction thing happening yeah. going on here. This isn't doesn't serve everyone. Same they thing also, if you went into a bar. Also yeah. like... I That's think the true. bartenders or whatever, the kava tenders, like, we went again and someone was, like, very attentive. Like, hey, have you done this before? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I went to the bathroom. Some girl's, like, puking up a ton of kava. Cause she, <laughs> like, they gave her, like, two big drinks. And she's like, I didn't eat anything. And it's they like. They gave you guys six drinks. <laughs> well, it, it's crazy. You came back from the bathroom and you're like, there was some girl puking in there. And as you said that, I was like, I forgot that's an option. And it started, like, bubbling up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. And then um, this kid sat down next to us, and he had like a uh, like an electric ne- nectar, nectar collector. collector. And uh, like I'm sitting there, like doing the like trying to stave off puking at this kava bar, and I'm just breathing. And he hands me this thing, and I'm like, oh god, this is probably gonna take me over the edge. And I hit it, and it actually calmed me the fuck down. And I was yeah. like, I'm cool, but I'm as like fucked up as you could be in public. You well, know, I don't seem yeah. fucked up, but like I'm on dabs nicotine and a bunch kratom. of kratom now those two i guess accentuate each other's nicotine and kratom <laughs> so you gotta be careful with that yeah so i was like like shortly after that i was like let's roll yeah yeah and like we gotta stop at the grocery store we're in the grocery <laughs> store i'm walking around and i'm like Mew and i were laughing our asses yeah. off we're having a good time and then it was like time to check out i was like 
feel like I'm getting like Nick sick, even though I haven't had nicotine in a minute. Yeah. I don't know what this feeling is. I'm like, I'm going to go wait in the car and I, I go out to the car. And apparently you had told Cass, like yeah. Sean's out there puking. I was like, Sean puked a bunch. And she's and, like, and, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. So like you guys came out to the car and, and like, I was like, I didn't puke. And then, so you guys start like, we have a three minute drive home and you guys start arguing about some shit. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And it's like, it's starting to hit me more and more. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I was like, Cass, can you stop? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then you kept going. I was like, can you please Well, cause stop? I was on Kratom. <laughs> what were we arguing about? Well, you were like, uh, what's for dinner? And I was like, fuck guys. Like we oh, were doing yeah. this together. I didn't I buy dinner. You guys. I, I needed you know, help like this, to like, figure out what we were going to well, buy. Well, I guess I could make this or I could do that or we could turn around and I'm like, can you guys stop? Please. Yeah. please <laughs> I, literally stop. Was, I was like, Hey, we should, we could eat. What could we eat? And Cass is like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. But I did, I did tell you guys, and I'm like, please stop. And by the time we're pulling into the driveway, like my mouth is watering. I'm, I run up the steps. I weave back to the bathroom at this Airbnb and I just projectile vomit everywhere. And oh I'm like, my God. that's my first experience taking more than three capsules of Kratom. I'm like this stuff is fucking insane and i i was like for a second i almost turned on it but yeah i just felt way better after i puked and yeah uh, did it again the next night well, that's the <laughs> thing about kratom i feel like it, yeah you did i think the kratom is like it has a delay sometimes where it's like yeah dude comes on strong for the past like, first like 40 30 minutes maybe 40 minutes yeah. this is just my observation yeah, yeah. like 40 minutes and then like if you drink another one, you drink a little too much, you do a little too nic- too much of nicotine, like, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half after. I'll get home and I'll be like, <sighs> literally, I'll like break into a hot sweat and I'll lay down. I'll be like, okay, okay. Yeah. And I'll just like lay there for 20 minutes and then I'm fine. Yeah. I eat some food. What is this helps. stuff? You know, though, it's crazy. It just feels like, <laughs> it just feels like dancing with the devil a little bit. But so is yeah. every alcohol bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. So it is one of those things that you're like, it's like gambling. Like, I'm pretty, don't like the way our direction of our country's going with, like, unregulated gambling everywhere and part of every sports game. I feel like it's, like, predatory. But at the same time, like, I want to be able to sit at a blackjack table. You know what I mean? So it's this, like, weird. I want to be able to go sit at a. (laughs) We really are Americans. Like, we complain about this place a lot. But, like, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, Kratom has a dark side. I don't think it should be illegal. No. Yeah. Alcohol has a dark side. I, I don't think it, it should, should be illegal. Like, just should be. It's always educating and fucking. But that's what we don't have. Yeah. Like that, and that's why that's why everything is so predatory. Is because it's like we're uneducated and we just don't have our instincts about us. So all of these fucking things get thrown Do your you know way. What could really change America or any really major country or anything. <clears throat> if we completely flip the curriculum, we start. We we started now. Starting now, in the next five years, we develop a new curriculum for kids. Like oh, yeah. a new that we all agree on. Yeah, that, right. I'm just, by the we way, we would I'm never obvi- all agree. That's <laughs> the problem, obviously. But I'm just saying is like if we even took incremental steps to like, all right, let's change this a little bit. Let's uh, maybe we'll put fucking taxes in the in in high school. Like you teach. Well, I mean, the thing is, it is happening, but it's happening in the opposite direction. Teach of how loans doing. work. Yeah. I mean, because how come we're never taught about money? I got a we got a loan for fifty grand at a one percent interest and i was like oh that's nothing but then i realized one percent interest leads to an extra third it's actually an eighty thousand dollars we're gonna have to pay back exactly and i'm like i someone told me like well that's the best loan you could get so we just like jumped on it but then i was like the best loan i can get is having to owe thirty thousand dollars for having this fifty thousand dollars are you kidding me yeah so imagine what people are having to pay in loans when they aren't getting the best loan it's just crazy that and then that's what 18 year olds are making decisions about as far as 
what student college loans, student yeah. loans they're going to have it, and pay off their school 10 times over. It is weird, though, because there's this whole, like, cur- like online curriculum. Like, it's, like, almost like an Instagram TikTok curriculum of, like, young kids. Like, it's the grind mindset, and they're, like, 19 years old, and they own a house, or they have their own window washing business, and they just, like – they also put it on Instagram, though. So then other 18-year-olds are, like, doing – like, I just met a kid in St. Pete. He's, like – uh, fucking, he's 18 years old. I think he fucking, what was he doing? Went to school for like uh, something baseball. Or something. I don't remember. It didn't pan out. He just bought a little ice cart. He gets shaved ice. He's all, he got these little pump syrups. He has his own little business Damn. and people are coming up all the time in Vinoy park and, and fucking buying all this stuff. I'm like, you're going to be successful. I'm like, if you're doing this at 18 years old, I'm like, and, and I thought, I was like, that's so easy. I could do that. I'm like, I could just buy a cart. Yeah. And then pick when I want to go out and just go out and sell fucking ices. What I want to do, when I, the, you see, I saw that in New Orleans, the guy with taking Polaroids of people. Oh, yeah. And it was like $5 for two Polaroids. I'm Ooh, like, that would be so one. fun. Every drunk, person, every, every drunk person was standing there waiting to get their dumb Polaroid taken. I should do Some that. blurry, overexposed picture. I should do that. That'd yeah. be great for St. Pete. Everyone gets well, drunk. If you were a little bit more on that Sigma grind set. I, I, I could get in the Sigma grind set. I'm just. It's that wheat. It's, it's working for me. <laughs> it's that wheat. It is. No, for real. I'm not even kidding. Like, that is definitely part of it. But then it's also like, I work two nights a week. I fucking have other business <laughs> ventures that I do. I'm like, we all have yeah. business ventures. Lots yeah. of business ventures. But I was having a moment when I was way too high last night looking at you guys fucking with these fucking dabs. And I'm like, you guys are total, like, marijuana has you in her grasp. I oh, felt yeah. you You guys are that. such I, little yeah. sluts. You yeah. spend so much money, time, and energy thinking about your goddamn devices. And I just, like, had this moment. I was like, if you guys put that energy anywhere else, I mean, imagine what kind of shaved ice company you could have. I know. I am excited. I decided to take a two-week break for uh, break for my mistress in Japan because I'm not going to bring any weed or anything. That will be nice. I love this mistress. It's in, it's it's incredible. But it's you're, clear you're, I'm not even trying right. to judge it. It's no, just like kind of funny no, how she's got you. Really last night, like you were right so there. high and you're like tense and shaking, and I could see you. I could feel your thought of like these guys are insane for continuing to hit this. Like I'm so high right now, and they're going to continue to do this. And then Joey was had the alcohol out and all the things. We were just doing our like weekly that yeah. we have to clean all the things. Yeah. And I could feel that Cass was just looking at us like we're ridiculous. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's just something a difference between men and women. I'm uh, like, this is just our little thing. We're just bonding and yeah. cleaning our things and watching the Mets game. Like, no, for good. sure, for sure. I don't judge you guys. I don't care. I don't want to care about what anyone else does. It just like I was just thinking I, how I would never ever spend as much time thinking about weed as you guys do and that yeah i don't know because i'm too high to die yeah i have two thought you know two point i have like both of you guys on my shoulders where it's like two sides where one's like dude you could get if you spent the amount of energy you've thought about weed like on something else i could be owning multiple yachts right now but it's like also i just i said a shaped ice company yeah but also (laughs) yachts yeah, the shaved ice cream, that's the start. Then you get multiple, you get employees. It's how it starts. But uh, <laughs> then I have Sean's side where I'm like, yeah, but like my favorite memories, I'm stoned and like hanging out and, and it just cr- provides so many great experiences. What life is. Yeah, yeah. That's more what life is. The Hadzabe are doing it. Yeah. They're the We've oldest established hunter, that. Hun- they're the oldest hunter-gatherers that we know. Yeah. In Tanzania, they smoke weed. But they're hitting the peak pro 400. But it might have started 200 years ago and then... 
They're Either way, they have a good tradition. Going. No, they have a great tradition, but let's let's see how it pans out. I'd like to see that. That's I, true. I think it's going to – I don't know. This whole universe could use – at least humankind could use a little bit of what you're judging Joey and I for. Because think about it. If everybody was just like, I want to get high on fucking weed, how much it would calm this thing down from us being like just like – just pulling stuff out of the land and feeling the need to build new stuff. Like I think if everybody was like more in the mindset of communing with the the marijuana plant, I do think we would calm the fuck down because like yeah. I always think the solution to a lot of our our issues would be like if we had like ten generations of us just being like, can we just chill and just make the best of what we have here and well, and you guys not are keep destroying our environment yeah. to build up more and more and more. Like, I think we just, this country needs to hit the blunt. Yeah, yeah whenever, blunt. whenever I feel like a little bad, I'm like, shit, we live in your parents' basement. I'm like, yeah, but we're not buying a new house and having yeah. to upkeep a whole new house. Like, I don't this is have the most, to do with that. but this is the most like environmental way that people could live is yeah. like not like, needing yeah. to create a whole new building not, you know not to mention you're judging yourself on an american mindset i was always said throughout me living with my parents i'm like in other countries you live with your parents until you're married that's like guys mm. and girls like mm. you live in your household you live with your grandparents you live like in japan you there's a lot there's a lot of that in fucking korea and latin america you're like that's your community and that's why they can sell you so much shit and divide us so much because we don't have a strong sense of community or, or like a, a sharing economy. Yeah. Or an accountability. Or well, just, I mean, the, the household has been broken up. Yeah. And, you know, it, with that comes all the symptoms of our society right now, which are despair and addiction and desperation and workaholism and all this stuff that are just like false values mm -hmm. that just take us further away from the family unit. Kerr Vile calls it, it and the family unit it's become the the family survival unit yeah. that's what Kervile calls it he's yeah. like essentially you've taken away the community you've taken away the family and you've created a very tight knit survival pact like yeah Kervile or Vonnegut sorry sorry Kervile <laughs> yeah. I was like what song did Kurt he say Vile this just in says, check baby check yeah he's a check baby one, check two. one two three. I was like I missed that whole chapter well, if you of his read career into check baby check one two where he's dropping sick quotes saying survival unit no but it really has like and if you think about that once it becomes a survival unit, it's basing its survival off of fear. Like that's what's driving totally. the family unit. Yeah. And that's why you can have a neighbor or neighbors or people who don't talk to each other because you're in fear of each other Yeah. or the outside world. Well, I'll say I've been in communication with my girlfriends who, who live across the river and they like had devastating torrential rain that wiped away bridges and roads and everything. Um, they're they're really saying how it's like bringing their whole community together. Like yeah. they're they're knowing their neighbors better because everyone's checking in on each other. And there's something really as devastating it is and as trapped as they are right now. There's something beautiful that's happening there <laughs> as far as people coming together. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and we've had that. We've had those moments collectively. And like I spoke about in a few podcasts ago, like w there was that moment when 9-11 happened, but it was weird because we were united in paranoia and anger 
and fear and how are we going to retaliate. Mm. And then we, we had a similar type of vibe for a small window towards the beginning of the quarantine. Mm. You know, when it just yeah. felt like everyone was on the same page. Like, what's going on, guys? Yeah, like, what's what's doing? How are you guys holding up? We're all cheering out the window, you know. We're all getting on Zooms together and checking in with each other. Like, remember, we were like we would do Zoom calls with my friends who we never talked to anyway, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, hey, l- ten of us are going to hop on a thing and we just did, catch I up. We did that, too. Uh, you know, and I, it's not like we've done that before or since. So yeah. something about that brought us together. Yeah. You no, know? I, <laughs> I definitely feel that. We could tap into that feeling every day here. Yeah. Without tragedy having to strike, mm-hmm. we could easily tap into that feeling. But the systems we're beholden to train us to do the opposite. Make, they train us to hard. think of each other as competition and threat. It's weird because, like, they even say, like, in Katrina, they stu- they showed a lot of studies from Katrina. Like, and um, they did this. I think it was, like, a big study on natural disasters or just disasters in general. And they found that most people are under the impression that when a disaster strikes, it's every man for themselves. Like there's looters, there's rapists, there's the blah, 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 robbers, everything. But in reality, when that does happen, they find that people become more uh, helpful to each other. They're actually more likely to sacrifice themselves. Like there's also, there's so many more, and the media never really focuses on it. There's so many more stories of like, especially in Katrina, of people doing these Herculean tasks. Oh, saving yeah. people and stuff. And they focused on the very small part of it, yeah. which is what the media is going to do anyways. Yeah. But they found that in disasters, people actually come closer together and they help each other more. Yeah. Because it, it's like if an alien attacked the entire world, if there's an alien out there that if, – if a UFO showed up, a real one, and it was dangerous, we all – like kid you not we would all definitely unite with each other we'd be like look at this yeah. fucking thing that we got to yeah. deal with even even like the protests and all the looting and everything that yeah. went on like the media would scare the shit out of yeah. you with all these images and stuff and then if you watch like vagrant holiday just went in there with a camcorder and actually filmed it you start to see who the looters are it's like kids. these are kids yeah they're teenagers who are like want to it's just like they want it it's up. like wanting to go to St. Patrick's Day and drink too much. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's it was like that's like, where it's happening. Yeah. They've been cooped up in a quarantine. Yeah. They just missed their senior year and totally. like, they're fucking pissed and they're out here raging. And despite the way it looks, they actually have each other's backs. When yeah. you watch the footage, yeah. you're like, oh, first of all, these are all 19-year-old kids. This yeah. is this is 19-year-olds being how yeah. they would be. Yeah. But they also kind of are like they're jumping through flames together and going through windows and they're helping each other yeah. get in and out of yeah. these places. Nobody's fighting. No. You know, it's no. it's a very strange it fucking is. thing when you go in, like when you just try to go past like the illusion that the media is trying to play on you and just be like, let me just get a more nuanced view of this. And after mm-hmm. I saw that, I was like, oh, it's, it makes total sense. Yeah. This is like the teenage collective immune system firing up and having a fever and just totally. burning something out. Yep. And it's okay. Yep. Don't worry, we'll be able to replace all those fucking products that everyone's yeah. so worried yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Just like again, it's like the only time there was arguments there was like when the the people would stand in front of the businesses, be like, "Dude, this someone owns this." Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know why you're fucking like someone owns yeah. this. It's like an immigrant family that owns this yeah. business. I don't know why you're. And it was like a Jimmy John. So you're like, "Fuck!" You're like, "Damn it!" Like, yeah, I, I know. I'm I, like, it's hard to say. Or like a T-Mobile store. That's what it was. They were like, "Oh, yeah. dude, somebody owns this. It's a family." And it's like. Fuck! They want to burn yeah. down a company, but it's like, well, they've kind of invested. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's why you can't just like have just like, well, here's my view on it. Totally. Type of thing. It's like it's, it's like, really person by person, situation totally. by situation. Well, because everyone always used to be like, steal from Walmart or steal from whatever, and the reason you guys are always like, oh, Cass, you never stole, and I'm like, 
Yeah, because I can't see it as stealing from Walmart. I see it as stealing from the manager who then has to an, an, like to yeah, answer yeah. for the fact that they're down product and yeah, stuff and like that. He's just some nineteen-year-old, yeah. nineteen-dollar-an-hour yeah, like, guy. Exactly. Like yeah. you're no, always fucking somebody. When over. you're stealing from CVS, no one's really getting in trouble. They have literally insurance yeah. that says we're going to yeah. get this much stolen per year. Yeah. So no, I know, but I'm you know you think about. I like Not just that what I said. anymore, by the way. Just saying, for the record. And and look, and if you are into stealing, get while the getting's good because they're tightening this shit up. Like yeah, they're starting yeah. to premiere Walgreens where they're you can't even see the products, you can't even get to them. You go to a touch screen. And it comes out like B and H style. Whoa. Like yeah. there's not even an opportunity to go in there and Whoa. pull off like a shoplifting thing. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, they're tightening everything up. Well, <clears throat> I was just gonna say it's it's what we were saying is like it's kind of gross and it's the one that most beautiful things about human beings and it's also the most dangerous is like our love for one another and what we can do and i think the saddest thing that happens and it's happening in a grander more staticky phase than just like war um is like when you take that love for one another and you use it for something that's like quote-unquote evil so like for wars the drastic situation yeah you're killing somebody else because you have the love of your brothers and the people around you like your country yeah your country or this idea you have this like this love this thing that you're protecting your family your country your beliefs whatever it is yeah and when that's hijacked it's like that can just as easily be used for to make something completely beautiful and, and synergistic for everybody but like like you're saying like when you go out in the world the way society's built it's not building avenues for those to come out love it's competition it's jealousy it's scarcity scarcity it's all these things yeah and it's up to the individual to kind of break that mindset but it doesn't necessarily always benefit you in the short term no no you know no uh because you but you're popping out of the sigma grind set yeah and the the sigma grind set has you seeing everybody a certain way snow cones yeah everybody's (laughs) everybody could potentially need a snow cone yeah here i am Yeah. yeah yeah Because I like how we look at the world. We'll go out and be like, everyone probably has some story to share, something to share that's like... They do. That unites us, you know, yeah. or connects us. Yeah. Know? It's inevitable. And it's crazy because like we'll go through making a movie like this and we don't even have to ask the subjects questions. No. It's like they can feel what we want and what they need to get out and what would be the cool thing to say in that moment and it's always something more uniting mm. with a, with a handful of exceptions like when we met went to make american sunset we just went to a random place in indiana and yeah. just started talking to everybody <laughs> and you know lord knows they're probably mostly like right wing you know the types of people that that liberals would call crazy yeah. or deplorable or whatever no one brought that up besides one guy no there was one guy oh, that was yeah. like a bible thumping oh, we yeah. left him in the movie yeah. but like just to show but like for the most part, like nobody wanted to talk about politics or otherization yeah. or all that stuff. Everybody, and without prompting, everyone wanted to say something about how we could come together in a better way. Yeah. Well, it's always like the extremist situations that get highlighted in the news, like even what we're saying about, you know, Katrina or the looting or whatever. It's yeah. like that's a small percentage of what actually is happening. It's actually more people are supporting each other. It just doesn't keep people glued to their TV in the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you hear about that stuff, you're like, cool, yeah, that's what's making the world go around. I'm going to... Wasn't there... Who is it that... Was it John Krasinski and his wife who were, like, doing the good news thing? Yeah. That was 
but they stopped doing it. I never that. saw it. I never saw it either. But I think uh, the ratings didn't take off. Yeah. The good news. <laughs> they're like, well, yeah. this was happening. This is happening. Yeah. Today. Well, because if, if that really were uh, the mindset of our media, where they were like, let's just report positive, awesome things people are doing, all it would do is motivate people to turn off the TV and go do something like that themselves. But when yeah. they're scaring you, it paralyzes you. Yeah. And you're stuck there. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to go outside. And That's I need to find out what's going to happen because it's yes. breaking news. What's going to happen next? And, and you're looking for it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they just start hitting you with, like, you're going to need this medicine. You probably <laughs> have that. You should ask your doctor about this. Like, all this fucked up. Like, and, and we're like the fucking lab rats of the world with this shit. No ever, uh, other government in the history of man has ever allowed their population to be experimented on and fleeced by pharmaceuticals yeah. the way we do. Yeah, and we're we just the only country with like direct to consumer advertising. It's insane yeah. to ask your doctor about something you saw an ad about. Like, it to me, it's fucking insane. I feel like well. they do that in all first world countries, like no. Australia. No, no, they no. don't. We're the only country that allows uh, Pharmace- pharmaceuticals to advertise. Like, oh, really? So they don't do that in any no. other country. Well, really? other countries. Other first world countries provide healthcare for their people, so you wouldn't need mm, to do that. That's true. The, uh, there's in, they're incentivized to keep their population healthy, not just overly medicated. Yeah. No one is medicated anywhere or near. Or incarcerated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're about. Medicate, incarcerate, both, well, whatever. Think, think about living in this society. Is it not everyone's biggest fear, even if you're doing nothing wrong, to end up in jail? Like, yeah. That's everyone's biggest fear. And we don't or homeless. Or homeless. So that's why we need to have gigantic populations of incarcerated and homeless because like i was telling you the other day in capitalism you know there needs to be a surplus labor force in order to keep the labor force scared and going back and Mm. you know performing for slave wages there needs to be a surplus there needs to be an example of like well i can't end up in jail or on the streets so i better do the right thing i think homeless has gone from like a hundred thousand people to like seven hundred thousand people or something and when in In the last like three years well Five Before years. the pandemic, it was probably more like four or five hundred thousand, and so now like it's I years. think it's now up around seven hundred thousand. But there's also no way to get an accurate count. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all those people we saw in Asheville, it seems like half their population is homeless. Are they all counted? Did somebody account for and them? And then there's like home insecure. Then there's people yeah. like us who like are living with family, but maybe that doesn't work out, or they get in fights with their family and have to like, yeah, you know, they don't always. Yeah, I mean that's I think how a lot of people. Um, Wow, there's a lot of homeless people. Uh, world record. Yeah, I don't know. We lead the world in that shit. Uh, Nobody would. Well, else there's like seventeen. Like there's that. seventeen million houses that are un Empty. unoccupied. Yeah. yeah, we're just waiting for someone to Airbnb them. But yeah. if those air, if those homeless people could just get an, an account with Airbnb and some dollars, <laughs> they could easily rent those places. Yeah, <laughs> super <laughs> like, easy. What's their problem? Yeah. No, I, I think people end up in that situation because they don't even have that family survival unit. Like, if you don't have any community, it's hard. Well, that's the number one reason for homelessness is catastrophic yeah. catastrophic loss of family. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. People lose their moms or their whatever, whoever's maybe taking care of them. Yeah. Or like, yeah. We've had these conversations the, with yeah. people on camera. Yeah, the, who yeah. They're like, you know, because it's very expensive to, and nowadays to have to be the sole income and to have an apartment in this country because yeah. of how expensive apartments are. You can't, you can't do that on minimum wage anymore. 
Yeah, oh, oh, Anna was saying that to us. She said, it, she's like, it's very expensive to be poor. And I know that's yeah. a, like, that's a term that's out there, but she was explaining the ways how yeah. and like how she's had to hack the system as a single mom. And like, yeah. she's such a badass. She's she a boss. She's so cool. It's insane, but it shouldn't have to be a Herculean task no. to be a single mom in this country and put a, put a roof over your head. It yeah. shouldn't have to take that much effort. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. We're the wealthiest country the world's ever known. Yeah. And there's people like that who are badass and full of life and intelligent and very capable who are, like, living on the edge of precarity. Like, that's a travesty. Question. What do you think if people, if in mass, everybody, because I feel like uh, it's very expensive to live in the places where everyone wants to live on the coast. What if yeah. everyone in mass came, like, my Uncle Jeffrey's has like a house to himself for like $800 a month in yeah, Ohio. Yeah. He doesn't live where anything near interesting, like near anything interesting. But like, what if en masse, everyone started to creep together? It's just an expensive thing to do. Well, yeah. And to so move at all around. is yeah. like an extremely expensive thing. And we, we were moving out of an apartment into my parents' house and it was extremely expensive. Mm. Getting all the shit out of there, canceling bills, starting new accounts, all this shit. It's just like... Yeah, it's probably like five to ten thousand dollars to even consider moving somewhere, and then uh, and then like the down payment on the next place or the first and last months, yeah, plus security deposit, all this shit. So like a lot of people are just like stuck in their situation, but I think that will happen. And yeah. the, unfortunately, I think the the predatory capitalists have already they already got it locked up. I think I mean, it, BlackRock bought oh. like fucking seventy percent of the available houses in this country, like. I, they know really? what's going to happen, yeah, and they know to keep it rigged and to keep people <sighs> in a certain income bracket and just to keep them locked there. The, the American dream is not possible. Yeah. You know, it would take an extraordinary amount of luck for that to happen, you know, these well, days. Exactly. Well, throughout time, I think it's like it's a luck of when you were born, who you were born as, your access yeah. to whatever. It's like even if, like, there is that pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality and yeah. story that does happen but like you're saying it's like it's so rare because yeah. like the system is so hard and complicated it's not as easy as just buying a snow cone truck and it's like if you if you can't yeah. even fucking if you've spent 12 years dealing with fucking your mom smoking crack or something like i don't know or like well because if this guy's if this guy's snow cone business took off in any kind of way you don't think amazon would be like hey uh make a snow cone business and just charge 15 cents less and like like you know yeah, what i mean yeah. I, I know it's like kind of a weird example but that's literally what people are facing yeah. you, you get to a certain level with your business and They'll just copy the product yeah. or make the generic version or make the cheaper version. Amazon fucks people left and right. Well, what, what people are doing basically is just like in business. Ultimately, you want to provide a good that people need or sell a good that people don't need and make them think they need it. But if you're providing a real – if you truly – I think if people really took businesses in providing a need – it could, I mean, I'm not saying it's to solve everything at all, in, in fact, but it's still like if you're providing a real service to a community or whatever you're doing, like business has been bastardized, the, the word so much. But like if you can look for that and how to improve your community in a way like that is actually an honest one of the most honest things you can do, I feel like, in capitalism. And it's an, it's like one of the most honest. I say that one of the most honest because it's not it's hard to be honest in capitalism. Yeah. It's hard to be. Yeah. Just by definition of what it is. It just fucks people up, and I think we're, when we're out there making this movie, just driving to random towns and stopping wherever and posting up places, you just 
you see how much this doesn't work for people. Yeah. And uh, especially men. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it works for women, but like we're talking to a lot of men who are lost and confused and drifting around and probably homeless. Yeah. And going to end up homeless. Or, yeah, yeah. And um, not that there's not women in that exact same situation. They're just harder to come across out in the wild. You don't just see them sitting around. Yeah. You can just go up to them and talk to them. But I don't know. I just feel more and more what the system does to people and how much more amplified it is for our generation than it was for our parents. Yeah. You know, and how much more amplified it was for them and what this place is going to be like for our nieces and nephews. Like... I I think about that, but then I go back to uh, to Woik. I go back to that one guy we watched, the fucking eighty-seven year old Catskill guy. If you watch it on YouTube, look up eighty-seven year old Catskill farmer. It's like nineteen, whatever. He's yeah, this like, guy was born in like eighteen twenty, and there's a yeah. video f- of him from like nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I've almost been around a hundred years, and he's like, yeah. now nah, not much has changed. The trees still grow, and the grove, and he's like, but essentially, he's like. You know, we think that, our, you know, since the, for his example, was like fax machine and a fucking telephone and, and electric lights. He's like, you, you know, people are going faster and blah, blah, blah. And he's basically saying, like, we think we're in the most important time. And he's like, but I don't actually think it's any different than our father. He was like, my father fathers. had just as good of a time as I did. And yeah. his father had just as good of a time as, as he did. Yeah. And all these technological advances happened in their lifetime. Exactly. And they're like, it's just... It's different, but it's the same. Yeah, you know, and and he's he's almost like saying like it's the same struggle, exactly. But it's also the same good time. Exactly. Like when you tap into a good time, you're tapping into a good time that's been happening since the beginning of this whole fucking thing. That's yeah. why it's so comfortable it's to so, be laughing with your bros. Yeah, it's and in it, our DNA. And it's so <laughs> interesting telling stories and jokes and fr- like a community, like friendships, brotherhood, whatever it is, like family, like that. All is so powerful but yeah like you're saying like it ha which is why it's so funny like even as like you know making art you kind of have to be your own cheerleader and you have to be like this is what needs to be said this is important this is like unique individual i just watched like a random video on instagram it was like you've probably seen it. it's like that one italian artist back in like 1950s or something he wanted to make an american song but yeah. it had no American lyrics. So mm. it just sounded American. And so all That's these Italians became like a number one hit. And everyone thought he was speaking American and it, oh Italian. God. It's nothing. It's hilarious. I'll show you this. Yeah. I was like, That's genius. And I was like, Oh shit. We think our art is so important and it is important to us. Like everything you place importance on is important. But it's been ch- every, there's been so many you and me's and you's like throughout oh, time. Yeah. And it's not to dis to be like discredit you or discredit us it's just to say like we're all we're all recycling through do your part keep going for it no one's really that special unfortunately mm-hmm. we are and we aren't like just do your part yeah. it's going to keep coming the, the mantra of our first acid trip been here before been here forever exactly like you know it just made sense to me we just kept saying that and, uh it's rang true very much even the more psychedelics you do and the more you tap into your your DNA and your ancient ancestry and your future and all that stuff. It just, there is something oddly settling about there. There has been like just a through line of chillness that you can tap into. It's what got us here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had to endure a lot. We've had to, and our bodies know that mm-hmm. and our DNA knows that and we try to ignore it and fill our life with shit and stuff and stimulation. Yeah. But the, t- the chill remains beneath that 
And there is something beautiful that you can tap into. And for me, growing up in the time I grew up, in the family I grew up, in the place I grew up, weed helps me do that. It helps me get there. So that's been like, that in music has been my sacrament. Mm. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll come a time when I'll say, oh, I don't need this anymore. I don't want it. But I don't think I'll ever look back at this time in my life the way I look back at my alcohol time. You know? Mm. I think there was a lot of like, weird and regrettable stuff and like not memorable and nights that you wish there was more me- better memories yeah. or whatever. I don't have that with weed. Mm. It's just made things like a little brighter and a little bit better and helped me tap into that ancient chill. Definitely. The chill remains. But I did wake up groggy <coughs> as hell this morning. I will say that. That sometimes I was like, Jesus Christ. You, gotta, you just got to go run. Yeah. But honestly. Exactly, like, yeah. Well, well but even if I don't run, and, and, like, I learned this from Huberman, as fucking lame as that sounds. Uh, the first thing I do, I get up, and before I even pee anything, I still have my mouth guard, and I just go outside and just get five minutes of sun in yeah, my eyes. Drink a little water. <laughs> then I, I chug, a, chug a water. Everything starts yeah. falling. Yeah. I'm bleeding, so I don't yeah. know. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I will say the, the – um, yeah, the weed can you can green up a little bit, but like the exercise helps all that stuff. But without again, without the weed, it's like it's just a necessary thing. We had a great hang last night, but then sometimes you wake up a little groggy. You gotta go for a run. When I'm not smoking weed, it's like maybe I wouldn't have had such a great hang. I'd wake up a little more crisp, but like you know, I don't know. My whole life is like a little bit like crisp and masculine to a yeah. point that is unbearable for myself and the people around me when I'm not on it. I think you do great with weed. I think you're yeah, one yeah. of the examples. Sometimes like, I wish you would smoke earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Cass has had that. Yeah. You know, like start, just happen. No, I, like, I, I want I for had my this dad. Mo- I yeah. had this moment yeah. where I was like. Okay, Sean's pissed. It's nine thirty. He'll probably be <laughs> he'll probably be pissed until two thirty until he smokes weed. Yeah. <laughs> just like looking at the watch. I'm just like, like damn, God, that's this five hours yeah. from now. <laughs> and this motherfucker should wake and bake, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's what I think about my dad. Like he like he comes down here with all all this anxiety I'm and like, this smoke and then a little weed, dog. I, it totally changes because all it is is just like misplaced creative energy. He's yeah. just fishing out into the future and what else can I cast in? Yeah. What other kind of fucking foul, disgusting, harmful shit can I pull into totally. this ship right now? And I'm like, smoke a little bit of weed and we don't even have to cast anything out. We, we yeah. could just chill on the boat, man. Yeah. And he's so good at that. When he when he takes his like, he can't smoke anymore. Yeah, and I understand that. I'm yeah, never gonna fine. try to make him smoke. But he hasn't been smoking, and I will say for people who have parents who smoke or who if you smoke yourself, he now doesn't cough in the middle yeah. of the all. He was he was keeping I himself and your heard him cough. He was keeping himself and your mom up all night coughing this this disgusting phlegm cough. He's been off cigarettes for what probably about a month now. Six weeks maybe. And he's not coughing. He had all a mass in his day. lungs, and it shrunk. The mass it's shrunk. Gone. Wow. I'm. I'm Sometimes I feel like people don't quit smoking because they realize how quickly their body recuperates. But I think that if your body recuperates, you should be living a recuperated life as soon as possible. Yeah. 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 We smoked a spliff the other day and we all were like, thought we were sick. I thought I was sick. Later that night, I heard like Joey's like uh, the way he was. And I was like, fuck, Joey caught something from someone. And then I started feeling it, and I was like, we smoked a spliff. That's all it was. Fucking so dumb. My first one in, totally. like, a year and a half. I, t- I only took, like, three hits, and I paid the price for, like, two days. I don't days. think I hit a spliff after that. I was like, no. We had those cigarettes, and I was like, maybe we'll roll a spliff. But it's like, I just don't have the It's fun not here. even a question. It's no. not even a temptation. No. It's, I, I, I did it because we were hanging out with our new friend, exactly. and he's like, smoke a spliff. I was like, all right, let me exactly. hit that. And Cass hit it. And he, he rolled it really light, but it's still. it's No, the first one we rolled. 
I rolled and yeah. I rolled the heavy. That's what fucked yeah. me spicy. up. Yeah, it was too spicy. And I think that's what will ultimately so keep my dad anymore. off cigarettes because if he hit one even now, he would be just, oh, he, it yeah. would floor him. It yeah. would crush him. Yeah. I don't even think he's wearing nicotine patches anymore. He's oh, raw dog. That's why he's like, yeah. fuck, it's hard. That's why he's like, it's so hard. Yeah. I was going to, yesterday when he was like, it's so hard, I was, I didn't want to say it and like I wasn't going to. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, just take like We offer it to him. It doesn't do anything for him. He doesn't care. It might now. It might. will but, I don't, but are we going to get him hooked on Zip? Exactly. That's what I'm saying is like if you don't – which, by the way, give him like, you know, months and months and months, half a year. It's like if if he's like, dude, I just want to get like a three mil – like get a yeah. fucking Zip in like – or a nicotine patch. It's all good. It's so – like I haven't heard him cough. I haven't heard him wheeze. He used to wheeze when no, he talked. No, he sounds around. great. He sounds 20 years younger. Yeah. And it only took a month. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Our bodies are so resilient, even at seventy years old. You know, his dad dropped dead at forty nine years old of a heart attack, and he had quit smoking a year previous. But I think back then they just didn't have the technology to like do tests and stuff. Like he probably could have had a stint in his heart and still been alive. Do you know what's crazy is they've noticed that when you have like uh, they say like lung cancer or some sort of cancer, like uh, like almost a year before your body just reject, rejects cigarettes. Like uh, some people, like a lot of older people would just be like, yeah, I just suddenly didn't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. And then a year or two later, they'll have like some sort of thing. A relapse? Like, uh, no, like a cancer. It's like the cancer. He's saying in, like, it's, it's, on almost, it's yeah. almost like maybe your body knows that you have cancer and it's too painful almost to smoke or, or something. Or it just knows. It, it just, just knows. stops the cravings automatically, yeah. which yeah. is crazy. It's like a survival instinct yeah. or something. Mm, interesting. Anyways, fear, but um, do you guys want to keep going over on the Patreon for a little bit? Maybe we'll or do you an afterglow. Yeah, or we could, or we could go right into Boys Club if yeah. Cass wants to go bleed. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go breed? <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm down to do more. I yeah. think the people deserve it. Something will be going it. on. Something's going on. Our patrons, this. our true yes. homies. We 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 speak a little different to the true ding, homies. Ding, 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 ding. We get some secrets out there. We can draw some names for once in our life. Awesome secrets awesome with real secrets. names, real people, yeah. <laughs> real incrimination. All on the Patreon. All on the <laughs> Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Uh, join up. Like we, we're, we're doing our best. We're putting out yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're not fucking phoning it in like <laughs> some other Patreons. Nah. We put real shit on there <laughs> constantly. And uh, it's just a fun time. And our Discord community is, is popping off. So uh, yeah. lots of people making friends. and uh, Awesome secrets. Awesome secrets. Yeah. Thank you so much, y'all. Peace, love, and magic.